Hey guys, don't worry, this is gonna be a full video episode, but this little part I felt like I had to add just because, I don't know, give you guys a little bit of context and let you know why this took so long to come out. I did it probably about two weeks ago when we did the actual interview, and I'm learning a new skill, which is editing with the two cameras, so I haven't gone to school for that, obviously, and that was a little bit of a learning curve. I feel like I did a pretty good job of it. I like the way it came out. Hopefully, you guys do too. Secondly, I know that some people will have feelings about me even having this person on, but if I thought this person was guilty of what they were accused of, I would not have had them on the podcast. I have never felt that way, and I'm not telling you guys what to feel. Watch the video and make your own decision on how you feel about that. Um, I'm not here to tell you how to feel. I'm just saying how I feel. The other party is always welcome to come on Unbothered. I don't think they will. I'm somewhat friendly with them. I wouldn't say friends, but I'm somewhat friendly with them. And I definitely don't have a negative opinion. Well, that's kind of a lot. I... I don't necessarily like the way the person handled the other side and I it made me feel like that person was less than sincere. And so that's what I'm going to say and I'm going to let you guys watch the video. Let me know in the comments how you feel about it. Like the video either way because <laughs> I'm going to catch a lot of heat for this one and I know it. But at the same time, I feel like it was important for me to let this person have their say because... There was a lot going on on social media, and I think if you look at him, you can tell that he wears it on his face, that there has been quite a bit of stress for the last couple of years. And if I thought he deserved that, like I said, obviously I wouldn't have him on, but I do think he deserves a chance to tell his side and let you guys decide for yourselves what you think. So, like I said, let me know, and we'll get started now. And now we're officially recording on audio. Let me take these out. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. That's right, it's Unbothered by Ty Rivera. I'm your host, Ty Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. I don't know what the back of my hair is looking like right now. Anyway, it doesn't matter. My co-host, Snoopy Bijou, is currently not having a Whimsies Alligator because last night we did an episode of Unbothered that's going to be strictly audio, and I went ahead and gave her a Whimsy then. And like I told you guys, if I give her more than one in a week or in a two-day period, you know what I'm saying, then she'll end up getting a little bit of a tummy problem or really a poop problem but that's nobody's business whimsy's alligators are the official never to be sponsor of unbothered by tyra Bear, but we still give them a shout out and we still put our amazon affiliates link for whimsy's alligators down below in the description box carla's homemade salsa also going strong with carla's homemade salsa it's so good the green or the red try them out you can also find the link for that down below in the description box today we actually have a guest which you know we usually don't do a lot of guests i want to start doing more but we have a guest his name is diaz Mackey. he is a friend he's a fellow comic he's a sexual predator just playing i need these clicks diaz 
I need these clicks. I need people to watch this shit. All right? <laughs> we got to understand that right now. And I said that at the beginning because we're going to jump into it. We're going to have the conversation. A lot of people have had a lot of questions. I know I personally have had questions. So, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Mr. Diaz Mackey. Well, right on out. <laughs> i like it let's jump into it let's well it. i figure why not i'm not here to waste your time you know? <laughs> <laughs> i figure you got shit to do it's 420 george floyd just got a little bit of justice i mean i don't yeah. know how much justice you can get in death yeah i mean i'm just happy that we got the obvious verdict there's been a, a long time coming since black people got an obvious verdict go our way you know what? I want to argue with you about that. <laughs> that's true. Welcome to America. You know, that's that's what it is. It, uh, I'm glad because at least, you know, now we don't have the riots that everybody was preparing for. Yeah, now we just get the celebration riots like they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's better than the opposite, you know? It's, it's way better than the opposite. I'd rather go for that one. Let's, let's get some more shoes. For <laughs> sure. But, you know, I also thought about that because I was at the gym and I was seeing what was going on and it was before we recorded, obviously. Uh, and so I thought about uh, one of the things that I brought up before with the people that are so hard on you is that people always do like they'll go out and march for Black Lives right. Matter and they'll agree that there is a problem with the criminal justice system and the right. way that it treats black people. But then when it comes to a situation like you, because maybe they didn't like you on a personal level before, suddenly with you, the justice system got it completely right. Right, and that's uh, what surprised me too. Not only that, but just the fact that uh, the ones that mattered to me that jumped on it, uh, I was like, you know that I would never do anything like that. Like, you actually know me. I know uh, uh, someone told me, uh, that the reason why people thought I did it is because they saw me with so much, so many different women, and I was like, "So you, you mean to tell me because you think I get a lot of pussy that I would have to take pussy?" Like, yeah, that never sense. made sense to me like, either. Make it make sense. I heard that theory before. Well, he was always with women, and it's like, yeah, that doesn't mean right. right. That means he's <laughs> good with women, you know, right. or he's good at hanging and out with women. I always think that I'm playing with him and all stuff like that, and I was like, the reason why. I Tried to lie to women because I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, and a couple things I want to get straight and make sure that you're all right with or whatever. Um, I am going to ask you questions. I'm also going to address uh, things that I've said before because I know you had heard that I had talked shit about you. Um, so I'm going to address that as well. Uh, I just want to make sure as far as legally goes, you're completely okay to talk about everything. I can talk about everything. I am legally fulfilled with the obligation. In fact... Uh, the funny thing about it is, uh, going into the legal thing, is no one really knows what I was charged with. They just know the accusations and all that. And uh, and then they don't know what I was on probation for. Like, okay. I beat all the charges and ended up being on probation for conspiracy to commit battery. And that was pretty much to protect Sean and uh, cover the DA's ass because they know they fucked up. Yeah, well, I want to get into all that. And I definitely want you to be able to tell your story. Yeah. Like I said, well, I'll I have some everything. questions here and there. But I, I really want to hear you tell your story and also tell you. Because one thing I think people always forget is that what you, and that means you, me, anybody, what you are seeing is not always the full story. And in a lot of cases is anything but the full story. Well, so yeah. I talk from like my perspective and I'll be like, well, this is what I saw and this is where I came in. And then you can clear up the details because you 
being the person involved know the actual story yeah. you know so uh so that's what i want what i want to make sure that we're clear on is that you know in a lot of cases i am talking about what i saw or what you know my point of view was for anybody that's not familiar diaz do you want to tell how this story actually went or not how it went but what you were accused of and what the controversy is uh, yeah it was me too uh i was originally accused of assaulting her it was a facebook accusation shauna uh accused me well the original post was if i can pull off uh, verbatim out of memory was i'm tired of seeing uh the guy who assaulted me and all these shows and flyers with you guys Ugh. Did she say assaulted though? Because I, I thought said assaulted. She, okay, because I thought she kept maintaining that it was no. Rape. It originally it it ballooned into that. Okay, like it, it was originally assaulted, uh -huh. and then someone said who DS Mackey. Like this story, her story has transferred like water. It's been just fluid with whatever people. Like uh, I've heard that uh, uh, the reason why she accused me of rape was we were fucking, and I took the condom off. Like I snuck the condom off. Yeah, I'm raped now. I heard that. Um, I heard that's uh, commonly referred to she thing, ladies and gentlemen. For I heard that uh, when you take the condom off during sex, that's called she thing. I heard that I Bill Cosby her. You know, I fucked her while she was asleep, drunk, okay. passed out. I heard that. Um, uh, what was the? Uh, that was uh, pretty much the, the two that I heard that were uh, funny. Okay. Well, what I remember is I remember you calling me and I can't remember what year it was. I remember I was in my apartment in LA, so it had to be about 2015, 2016. Is that right? Well, yeah, this, uh, this whole thing transpired, uh, uh allegedly, uh, the date was, uh, 2014 New Year's Eve going into 2015. Okay. And so I remember you must have called me in 2015 because I think that's when everything bubbled over and it turned into a social media no, affair. No, no. Everything bubbled over uh, like two and a half years later or a year and a half later or something like that. It was like two years later. Okay. That this accusation and, and uh, that came about. She had moved to New York, was bored. Nothing was going on. She was sleeping on her dad's couch or on her uncle's couch was the post previous yeah one of them accusing and she threw that out for attention i didn't even know about it okay so in real life you were charged with uh in real life i was charged with two accounts of rape kidnapping uh sodomy with a finger and forced cunnilingus <laughs> and then on uh social media you were just accused of blanket rape right yeah. wasn't that what everybody was saying yeah was just it was just all rape. these different stories and uh after you know i got out and i was on probation i couldn't address it uh that was the part of the stipulation of my probation uh which is what they were using to protect themselves from their fuck up okay uh, the da realized he fucked up and the the uh my bail my second bail hearing uh-huh and uh i told him that he had basically done his fucking search based off of a google and had gotten information mixed up mixed up like they were saying that i was a flight risk because i had all these different identities and all these different aliases and uh i was like well first of all diaz is my middle name it's not a stage name that i came up with my parents named me that yeah uh randolph is my first name uh -huh. i'm the third uh, my father has done prison time uh, for uh, identity theft and different things like that. And so when he told me all these different social securities, like it popped in my head then. 
I was like, you dumb motherfucker. Like, you got identities mixed up. Like, do you recognize that I'm Randolph Mackey the third? There's two other fucking Randolphs. You know what I yeah. mean? And the judge realized, you know what I mean, then too. And uh, they had reduced my bail because at first I had no bail. Okay. They thought I was a flight risk. Yeah. And uh, well done to 5000 so I could have paid, paid it. And I told my mom because I was so confident. And me being, you know, like justice, you know what I mean? Like my whole time, I'm like, I'm fucking suing them for restitution for every day that I've been in here. Don't give them a fucking dollar. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to sit here and fight it and they're going to pay me for every fucking day that I've been in here. Because Shauna didn't press charges. Okay, so you keep hearing Diaz say the name Shauna. Um, He was accused by a woman by the name of Shauna. Shauna Christmas. Shauna Christmas. Yeah. I wasn't uh, sure if we were going to say the last name. Oh, yeah. But apparently we are. We're saying the last name. Um, So, uh, (laughs) yeah. uh, I forgot. Can I tell you where I pick up? Uh, what happened was you called me and one of the things, one of the reasons people said I talked shit about you was because I was honest about the fact that I heard you tell three different stories. Like that's one of the things that I personally had a problem with. And I have a disagreement with that, but I, you know, go ahead because I've always told the exact same story. Yeah. Well, the first time you called me, you told me one story and we can go into that a little bit. Yeah, we can go into it. Then the second time that I heard you tell the story, I heard you tell it, I think it was on on Facebook Live. And then the third time I heard you tell the story, that would have yeah, been at Chonkla's. There's only one story. And uh, so what Shauna, her, her claim was that uh, New Year's Eve 2014, going into 2015 that night, that we had done a show together, a New Year's Eve show. Um, I got drunk. She was my ride. We went to an after party. Okay. To which I got drunk some more, and uh, she gave me a ride home. And because she knew me and felt familiar, she stayed the night, and then I wouldn't let her leave and all that. Um, All of that bullshit. There was no fucking show. Sean McBride and I came out here from Los Angeles, uh, and we met Jack at this bar called Rush Hour, Jack Slammy. Mm -hmm. And we were drinking with him, and we checked in that we were in Vegas, and Val... Comic Val, Val Diaz, Valerie. Yeah. She saw that we were in Vegas. She's a photographer. Hit me up on Facebook. Hey, we're all at Tab's house, tabloid. Yeah. Come over. Told McBride we went over there. Now it's probably like 2 o'clock in the morning. I see Shauna there. I don't talk to Shauna. Shauna and I have never fucked. Shauna and I have never fucked to this day. Shauna sucked my dick like two or three times. At least twice, but... Well, at least three times because she sucked my dick. That okay, because I thought on the phone you had said that you guys had hooked up before. We, so uh, when I first met Shauna, Shauna hit me up on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, telling me how much she admired me and all, whatnot, and uh, I thought that she was just a regular like fan or whatever have you. That you know, seeing your posts because she was telling me that you know she appreciated how honest I am. I talk about the lows as well as the ups. And all that and how, you know, transparent I am. And uh, I was like, hey, I'm doing shows out in Vegas uh, next week. You know, come out. And she was like, hey, I'm a comic. I met you before with Anton. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't remember. You know what I mean? Like, so you didn't make an impression on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then. But I saw that she was a comic. So I was like, hey, you're in a black comic and a female. Like, hey, you know. Let the game treat you like it is. I'll help you out any way I can in Vegas. I got some connects. 
I hit up Jack Slammy for some shows. She was like, yeah, I already have him on the show. And I was like, oh, she was the opener. Mm -hmm. Uh, We meet. um, I do some blow uh, that night. Uh, It's November. I come up with that cocaine cold that you can get sometimes uh, the next day. So I'm sick the next day. Uh, She hits me up. Because uh, we exchanged numbers and whatnot, like we do with all comics. Now, uh, there was no flirting uh, for me at this time. Uh, hit me up, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, I'm sick. You know what I mean? She was asking me if I was going to a show that night. Uh, she was like, can she come over? And I'm like, yeah. In fact, if you could, could you bring over a Little Caesars and I'll pay you when you get here? <laughs> I'm at my cousin's house sleeping on her floor. Like, so I made ghetto. me a little cot. So ghetto. Yeah, can you bring Little Caesars? Of all things, Little Caesars. Yeah, she comes over. I'm sitting there watching fucking like Avengers on my cell phone. And uh, she sits on the floor with me, uh, watching it, grabs her tablet. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we can watch it on the tablet. And uh, before I know it, I got tissue stuck in my nose. Uh-huh. And she's sucking my dick. Like, there was no, like, flirting back and forth. No, nothing. Like, I called McBride immediately afterwards. I was like, bro, you would not believe what fucking just happened. Like, this chick just came over and was just sucking my dick. Like, I don't know how it happened. Like, I don't know what to say. She just sucked my dick and was like, hey, got to Like, finished? And was jumped up and was like, I got to go to work. Uh, if you want to ride to the show tonight, you know, give me a call. I'd love to pick you up. And I was like. Okay. <laughs> and that was how that started. Uh, she did it again. Um, at the time, I had broken up with this chick in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And uh, women, their intuition, uh, she hit me up like, what's going on with you and this Shauna Christmas bitch? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You guys are liking everything on Facebook. And I'm like, I like everybody's shit. You know what I mean? There's no proportion. I go, I blindly click like, like, like if I see you. You know what I mean? Just yeah. a double tap on Instagram and shit. Uh, but there was something going on, so I cut it off. Told Shauna, like, hey, you know, we should just be friends, you know. Whoop, whoop. And she was like, over this white bitch. And she got pissed off. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of it. Uh, so I see her again New Year's at this party. And when I come in, I see her on Donnie Johnson's lap. Mm-hmm. And so I instantly was like, oh. She's fucking comedians. You know what I mean? Like, now it's clicked. You know what I mean? Like, she's trying to make her way up, you know? Because uh, I was like, she mentioned that she met me with Anton. She just sucked my dick out of the blue. She's like, so I'm putting it together. I don't, because I've already cut it off, I don't say anything to her the entire night. I'm talking over with Randall Thompson, uh, Val. I'm out there smoking, drinking, Sean and I, tabloid here and there. But I make sure not to say anything to her at all. Yeah. So on my way out, I'm saying goodbye, hugging everybody. She makes her way over to me. Uh, you leaving? And I was like, yeah. I was like, is you with Donnie? She's like, no. Can I? Uh, are you staying at your cousin's house? Because every time I would come to Vegas, if I didn't stay over at the Strat with LA Comedy Club, I would stay at my cousin's house. And I was like, no. Uh, me and McBride were staying at a friend's house, but I got my own room. Why? What's up? And she was like, can you have company? And I was like, yeah. She's like, can I come over? And I thought about it for a second. And I was like, yeah. I was like, but we can't leave together. Because I didn't want the comics knowing. And it wasn't for my sake. It was for her sake. Because yeah. I know I'm polarizing. I don't want people knowing that you know, if I help you out and all this shit like that, that it's because we're fucking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or because I fucked you. I want you to get your shit on your merit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I said, me and Sean will leave out first. We'll wait for you outside. And then uh, you can follow us. 
I'm driving because Sean's drunk. I'm the only one that's not because I've done coke. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Adderall, I'm not drunk. You know what I mean? So uh, uh, we, she follows us out to the house. Is uh, As soon as we get to the house, uh, the proprietors, the owners of the house, like, hey, what's up? They got drinks. They're doing coke. They're like, hey, you want to do it online? Think about it because I'm getting ready to try to fuck. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. Do the line. And I, I offered to Shauna. She declined. And uh, they, they give her a drink, and we go up right upstairs. So as we go up uh, to the bedroom, I don't even take my jacket off. She just ripped my pants down. Didn't even unbuckle. Just ripped my pants down and just started sucking my dick. Mm-hmm. As soon as I got hard, uh, she asked me if I had a condom. And I'm like, yeah. Because the, the uh, second time she sucked my dick, when I wasn't sick, uh, she wanted to fuck, and I didn't have a condom, and she didn't want to fuck, so we didn't. Yeah. That was why we didn't fuck that. So, yeah, this is the third time. So, she's uh, sucking my dick. Uh, I go down, put the condom on. She bends over. I've never seen Shauna naked. <laughs> like, uh, she pulls her pants down, bends over. Uh, I go to put it in, my dick goes soft. Uh-huh. And I was like, fuck. So, I'm, like, jacking it off, playing with her. And, and uh, I ask her if I could take it off. She's like, no. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like, jacking them off. And I'm like, hey, it's like, I'm not, I can't feel you. It's not going to work. And uh, I was like, I blamed on the cocaine. I was like, too much coke. But I know that because I've done coke and fuck pictures before that if I'm into you, I'm into you. Like, we're going to fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my dick was telling me, no. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, my dick saved me. So So you didn't pull the condom off and paint the fence? Nope, didn't paint the fence at all. Because you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you get that feeling? Yeah. But the only reason why you would do that is to go ahead and put it in. You know what I mean? Because now it's in. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, but when I heard this was already telling me like something's off with this bitch. Yeah, when you know I heard the story, well, there's always something wrong with a bitch that's willing to just suck your dick. Well, you know, you know that's kind of that happen, but it's but it's also a that, different that, move. Usually, that's foreplay to getting fucked. But it's just that whole thing because uh, there was this point when I did. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying. You know what I mean? I'm trying to do stuff. That, you know, turn me on. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? Like I, I did eat her out. You know uh-huh, what I mean? Yeah. She's in. Um, while I'm jacking it off. I put my thumb like on her ass and like pressed him. She said no, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like I apologize. You yeah. know what I mean? And that was like then, you know what I mean? Because it's like, hey, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I was just like, hey, I was like, it's not gonna work, and we just fucking went to bed. You well, see, that's what I had assumed when people said the she thing thing. Uh, you know, taking the condom off. I had assumed because you know, like obviously I'm a gay man. Yeah. I've been fucked before, so I know how that works, and I've right. also fucked people. But when so you sometimes, do that, you're putting it in raw. You know what I mean? Because you're just hoping that she gets turned on well, enough to be like. Doo. The other thing that I've had done is like, or and I've also done myself is sometimes you'll do that just to get the feeling back, and then you'll put the condom on once it's hard again. You know. Put another condom on once it's hard. I only had the one condom, so I knew I couldn't do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I knew I couldn't take this one off because I only have one, and once I take it off, it's over. Yeah, you know what I mean. So when I did take it off, it was you know it's not happening. So that night she didn't even finish sucking your dick, or you guys? No, we didn't even finish doing any of it. Yeah, you just laid down and was like it's not happening, and uh, and I went to bed with the hopes of you know you wake up you know with a heart on you like go grab a condom out the car. Yeah, you know what I mean. Go tap on McBride's door. You know what I mean? Like, cause, and the way the rooms were set up, the master bedroom was directly across from mine. Directly okay. across. And McBride was like a go good ahead. three, right? 
And McBride was <laughs> that's uh, racist, but go ahead. Three feet uh, to the right of mine, if you're facing the door, and my door didn't lock. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, the next morning we wake up, and she kisses me, and uh, I'm thinking in my head like I can feel it rise, like it's getting ready to start. And uh, she was like, "Oh my God, I feel like you took advantage of him last night." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and he goes, I'm just joking. I was like, don't play like that. And like, it instantly went down. And I'm like, all right. Like, I was getting ready to try to fuck with you. Like, now I'm going to get yelled out. So I was like, yeah, me and Sean, we're getting ready to head back to uh, LA. And she was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got to go too. Walk me out to the car. And I was like, yeah, of course. So, uh, so as we walk out in the hallway, McBride's out there. So me and McBride both walk her to her car. Uh, she kisses me. I'm at the door. And I was like, hey, I'll call you later. And, uh, she hit me up, and I told her that I thought we should just be friends, that it wasn't going to work. Yeah. Because like, I know my, you know, my dick didn't, didn't get hired. You know what I mean? It's like something's wrong. Yeah. You, you just said some crazy shit. Like, you're crazy, bitch. And that was it. And she went through this whole, like, text message shit, uh, saying how I used her and all that. And my initial reaction was, use you for what? You know what I mean? The ride they gave me that you offered? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But. Uh, that gentleman in me and, and being raised by a woman and stuff like that. And just being, and you know me, I just always, I'm trying to be friendly with everybody. Like, I like peace. I apologize. You know, I apologize if you think I hurt you, you know, for hurting you, whatever, yeah. whatever, for the sake of peace. And uh, she used that text to, uh, for her claim that my apology for hurting her was uh, me raping her instead of. Well, the part I remember her. that you had told me um, on the phone was that like uh that she had asked you not to touch her butthole and then you touched it and then she got mad about that yeah they never never said that she never said ask me not to touch your butthole i put my finger on her butthole because my hand was on her ass and pressed it because it's going to and she said no okay and then i withdrew instantly and apologized instantly like that was already like my brain was already processing then like this is a delicate situation you know what i mean like yeah, well, that's, you know, what I remember you saying on the phone. And that's why, yeah, like I, I, I said, the story sounded different because then on the second story, which I understand if you said that you guys hooked up, but you didn't mean that you fucked. And I thought that you meant that you'd fucked, you yeah, know, yeah, when yeah. you said hooked up. So that's just a difference in the way that we define. Yeah, but yeah, we up. actually have never fucked. Yeah, I get that, uh, that that's what it is. Um, but then... The, you know, then there was the story you told on social media. So that, okay, that takes away that. Um, and then there was the situation that well, those happened. Those two shit Yeah, but the part that's just not the same is just the, um, you know, the fact that she asked you not to touch her butthole and you did. Um, yeah, that's definitely. But, you know, I don't know why that's different, but it is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. know why that's different. Yeah, because... Because, yeah, she never asked me not to until I, I did it. She said no. Yeah, because that's one Who thing... Who would start off with, uh, you can do anything, but please don't touch my butthole? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's, like, just... I remember that only that, because that I remember laughing weird. when you told me that because yeah. it seemed like a silly request, but I just remember laughing when you told me that yeah. on the phone. No. And that's why that's always stuck out in my head. And so, you know, so for me, like one thing that happened was, okay, so everything is happening, you know, like it, it is what it is. 
and you guys are going through whatever part of the legal process you guys were in at that time. And then I told you because you said that you were tired of people knowing you for that. Like you didn't want to be known for that. You know? Well, yeah. Well, I wasn't so much tired of people uh, knowing me for that. It's the fact that going forward, which is fucked up, like this is part of my story. And I hate that. Yeah. That's what I don't like because um, it's not who I am and it's not who I've ever been. And but I remember you telling me that. And one thing I, one of the reasons I stopped talking to you at a point was you told me that. And then I told you at a point, because I was still cool with you, even though everybody was trying to put pressure and you shouldn't talk to Diaz and whatever else. And I was like, Which is I, fucked up, I've known yeah. Diaz forever and I'm not going to stop talking to him just because you think I shouldn't stop talking to him. And I had already heard the story from you. And to me, that didn't sound like rape. So, you know, and I took you at your word. So and I still don't think you, like I, then that, that's something nobody can maintain. Like, I've never said that I think you're a rapist or I thought you had raped her. That's not anything that I've ever said. So if anybody ever tells you no that. No one's ever told me, I, like we said, just told me that you, you've talked shit. But I mean, I think everybody has, even those people that, that told me that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. The main thing for me was just, like I said, um, you said you didn't want to be known for that. And then I told you because I saw you were telling everybody the story. And that's where we kind of fell out was because every time my new headliner would come to town or a different headliner would come to town, I would see you take them aside and then start telling them the story. Well, not me take them aside. A lot of them headliners would pull me aside and want to know. what. Was I literally on. saw at least one headliner tell you I didn't know any of this was happening. Like when you were telling the story, they were like, I didn't know any of this. So like my thing got like, all right, Diaz, if you if we're friends we're friends and that's cool but i don't necessarily want everybody knowing that this is what's going like stop bringing it to people's yeah, attention I mean, I if you don't want people to know about it and i just don't want to be caught up with that so at that point in time though uh you got to take and look into what i was going through like like i was living it and was surrounded by it you know what i'm saying so on the outside, looking in, it was easier for people to be like, you know, like he's consumed by it. But being on the inside, it stopped me from the work that I was doing, the money that it cost me instantly, being kicked off of festivals instantly. For something that I knew that I hadn't done was killing me. Like it put me through depression, the isolation. Like I'd never dealt with depression before like that. And I and get that, but that. So at yeah. the same time, I felt like you can't just be your own bad publicist and then be like, I don't want to be known for this. It's like, and you're it right. doesn't, and you can't be, you, you know, know what so, I mean? and that was the battle that I was fighting. You know what I mean? At that time. So, yeah. So for me, I eventually got like, all right, well now I feel like you're making this follow you around more than anybody else. And so I just at that point was like, I don't want to hang out anymore because that's what it always is. You know, I mean, like I wouldn't hang out with any friend that continues to tell the same story over and over. over and I just over, get yeah. like, yeah, I'm done with this story. Yeah. I've heard it a million it, it times. A relationships and everything, you know, but that was that cycle and, and, and stuff that I was dealing with at that time, you know. Yeah, and then when they put your charges on the, because I know yeah, they, they, yeah, they did a lot of stuff to try to entice me to comment, because if I, uh, if I referenced Shauna without even saying her name, if I referenced it, it was a violation of my probation. 
Yeah, because they had put Diaz's charges on the Las Vegas comedy group that I recently got kicked out of, the one that I tell you guys about. Oh, yeah, they were screenshotting the charges mm -hmm. and all that all over the place, uh, trying to discredit my name and all that. Yeah, I saw that, and at the time, I didn't... The charges look bad, but they're all bullshit, so it's, it's funny to me now, but... I always have a problem with when people post people's charges, because charges don't tell do stories, you know? Charges don't tell stories. That's some good shit, yeah, and you're absolutely right. But, you know, uh, charges also don't always fit what's going on, and you know? Don't, yeah, um, or the convictions or any of that. But, uh, yeah, so like that, but I do remember they had done that. Um, and so what were the charges that they had posted or what were the uh, charges? The uh, the original was uh, the two accounts of uh, rape because they didn't add the uh, kidnapping for his cunnilingus in the anus until uh, after I pissed the DA off and uh, they offered me the plea deal and I told him to go fuck itself. Yeah. Then they added the other charges to try to scare me. Um, because I wouldn't take the probation. Uh, the only reason why I ended up taking the probation is because I initially, or I eventually, uh, started having to fight in jail. Uh -huh. um, and I do believe that was set up by the DA. I know it sounds movie-esque and over-dramatized and all that, but I went through some crazy shit uh, where I was basically coerced into finally taking the plea deal mm -hmm. instead of fighting it all out, which I wanted to do. I cried when I signed the plea deal. So how long were you in jail? A month and a half. A month and a half. Mm. I did uh, the first 30 days, no problem. And then uh, after, I told the DA to go fuck himself like life became. Yeah, then things... And they were trying to put me in protective custody and stuff like that, but I wouldn't do that because that's uh, not a good look in jail either. You know what I mean? Now yeah. you're like a snitch. So now that, you know what I mean? Like now you can have a hit put on you if they say anything like that. You know what I mean? So I didn't want to do that. So yeah, I ended up... Uh, Taking conspiracy to commit battery, which is a bullshit crime if anybody knows anything about that. It just means that uh, someone overheard me talking about beating you up. <laughs> so that's conspiracy yeah. to commit yeah, that's battery. Conspiracy to commit battery. Yep. So that's what you eventually pled to. Yeah, that's what they eventually got me to. Yep. And, and I was supposed to be on probation for a year, and I ended up doing it for two and a half years. Why did the probation extend? Uh, they just kept fucking with me uh doing different shit saying that uh i wasn't hadn't met the criteria and i was just stupid shit or paperwork hadn't been turned in right or because uh what they kept doing was switching uh my probation officers uh every three months so i'd get a probation officer was like kind of a dick a probation officer and then they get to be around me mm -hmm. and i uh, realized that i'm not the person they thought i was and that shauna was bullshit because shauna would be doing different type of stuff to where my probation officer would be like this bitch is crazy and i'm like yeah <laughs> now you get it because she'd be trying to call him and saying all this fake shit and they'd be like i know you're not there because i saw you yesterday you know what i mean but she was making this calling and just constantly trying to get me violated the entire time and so they would switch my probation officers i guess when they would saw See, they were getting really cool with me and Lax. Yeah, because she would show up to shows you she were booked on. showed up at some of my shows. Yeah, she showed up at shows that I was booked on. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, you know, that's why she ended up losing favor with a lot of people because she started showing up to shows 
and she would demand that you leave because of the um, the protective the order protect that I guess came order, with the yeah. probation. And then she tried to enforce that, and they were like, well, if you knew he was going to be here and you chose to show up here, and then you're asking us to get rid of him. So what was the outcome? like, who stalks their rapist? <laughs> yeah, and, I, you know, like, I also saw... Um, a situation not too long ago before the shutdown where you were hanging out at the dirty at 1230 and then she showed up at the dirty and 12 at 1230 and she was trying to convince the security officer yeah. to get rid of you but at that at that time your case had already been closed no 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 it wasn't uh, that was before previous and that got me fucked up did it yeah because I called my probation officer too that night and let him know that I was at the dirty and that I saw Sean up, and that I was not booked on the show, but I was there as a personal guest of the headliner. Yeah. And uh, he called me uh, the next day and was like, he got my message, and he had definitely gotten some calls from her trying to violate me, but that I had covered my ass and uh, to see him in February, because this is in January. And uh, I had partied. Mm -hmm. and, and drank and all you know this is all against my probation i'm not supposed to be doing any drink or any but i was smoking and drinking and stuff like that still just was making my drops you know what i mean i knew when to clean up and all that so uh i'm thinking that i have to do the uh i'm not gonna meet, see my probation officer till february mm -hmm. uh dirty was that uh that friday night going to saturday morning uh, that sunday he calls me that monday night i'm headlining in Boulder City at the backstop and uh, go out there and crush it. And uh, this guy, uh, this old white dude was like, he invited me out to his yacht on the lake. And I was like, you don't have a fucking yacht on the lake. You got a big boat. You don't have a yacht. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, no, no just, uh, come out and see it, brother. Da, da, da. And uh, he's like, we got some cocaine and all this stuff like that. We party. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing any of that shit. Uh, but I'll go see your yacht. And I went out there and fucking partied. Mm -hmm. Had a great time, a blast. I went into the the next afternoon. So I'm pulling into my parking lot, and my probation officer calls me and says, come in, I need you to drug test right now. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I can't. I'm uh, on set. Like, I'm making up all these reasons why I can't go right now. Like, give me 24 hours so I can take this cleanser. And uh, he was like, uh, if you don't come in, it's a violation, that. And so I was like, fuck it. I went in and pissed. And he was like, I didn't have any weed in my system. <laughs> I cleaned out the weed in my system, but I had cocaine and uh, alcohol in my system. And I was like, which surprised the fuck out of me. I was like, fuck. Well, it didn't surprise me because I knew, but I was like, fuck. Like, damn it. If I could clean out the weed, I didn't clean out that. Mm-hmm. At fast and uh they put me on house arrest and he put me on house arrest for 24 hours it was uh well no he put me on curfew he gave me a curfew because i'd never had a curfew uh, while i was on probation yeah. he put me on curfew for nine o'clock and i was like i can't do a nine o'clock curfew i'm a comic most shows start like i got a show that starts next week and that's not until 10. Mm -hmm. and he was like well that's your problem and uh the very next night uh, they came to my house at nine ten. I could probably see if I was there, if I was obeying. Came in and uh, arrested me. 
and took me in. Got out the next day. Uh, they put me on house arrest. I was on house arrest until my court appearance, uh, where uh, my probation officer and Sean were trying to violate me and give me the whole year. And uh, I told the judge bullshit. I was like, you and the DA both know that I didn't do any of this shit. And I've been on probation for two and a half years for some shit that I didn't do. And I'm saying this verbatim, mm-hmm. what I said. I go, I'll do 30 days, not a day more. And the judge goes, and my, my attorney, she, she just looked at me. And uh, Carly Tierney, she just ran for judge. I don't know if she won or not. But uh, the judge goes, outside of your colorful language, I really don't see anything wrong with it. DA, do you have an argument? And the DA looked and said, I guess that's fair. And uh, they were like, you served 30 days straight. No good time. And so I went in February 6th and came out March 6th, a week before, or a week and a half before the world ended. Okay, so that did end up, I thought your shit was over by then. No, nope, it, it, it didn't end until March 6th. Okay. Freed up, and that's why I was traveling. During the pandemic, I was like, fuck, you think I'm going to be on lockdown? And I've been stuck in Vegas for two and a half years? Fuck your restrictions. I'm traveling. I'm yeah. getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, okay. So then, uh, so then, like, I saw you talk about it a couple of times on Facebook Live. And then, you know, like, uh, at that point, we already weren't talking. So I was just like, you know, whatever. Mm. But like, it just like that part, I would say I personally think was mishandling because just the number of times you talked about it, it just after a while, because publicly, you know, at least twice I saw you do Facebook lives about it. And I was just like, well, there's there's that, you know, I mean, like it's 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 opposite of when you say, you know, like you don't want to talk about something. It's like, just admit you like talking about it. I honestly didn't. I just felt like I was always defending myself and, 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 and trying to, I really pre-defend myself. You know what I mean? It's not that I like, cause I hated it. It was just that I honestly, I began to feel like you liked the notoriety of it. That's what I all. personally felt like. Cause it was just like, you know, not why do you all. keep talking about it? If it, it was just always you like just, it, you know, trying to defend and, and hating, because I still hate, I hate that that's tied to my name. Like, uh, one of the things that I've always grown up with is uh, uh, your name is more more value than gold. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I don't care if uh, people have thought that I was an asshole or whatever have you or crazy or, you know, but uh, to be labeled or, or thought of as someone who would ever do anything harmful mm-hmm. to anyone, let alone a woman. You know what I mean? It's like, What? That is not who I am, my character. And for you to cast that aspersion and then for it to legally have been drawn out to where it gives some people credence to, you know what I mean? I just found myself always defending that because, uh, I mean, it's still part of the reason why I'm not working as much as I should be. I mean, I just did a show the other day and someone was like, why aren't you famous? You know what I mean? And I was like, because I got me too before I was famous. (laughs) But yeah, and I know like there was a while where uh, like every show you were on, people were calling the venue and trying to get, trying to you. get me canceled off of it and stuff like that. Uh, some success, successful. Yeah, Very successful. Yeah, uh, got me off. I mean, that's part of the, that's the reason why I'm not doing L.A. Comedy Club. You know, I was a regular and the reason why a lot of the 
people that are there. You know what I mean? Are regulars. You know what I mean? Some of the Vegas comics that are there, and and even some of the LA comics. You know, I was their connect. Yeah, you know that's I mean? where I originally met you. I was featuring there, and you were the host mm -hmm. on that weekend. Yeah. And I don't remember who the headliner was, but that was my first week ever working the L.A. Comedy Club. And I met you, and um, to be 100% honest, you are um, the first person that got me like hooked up with a lot of the stuff in Vegas. L.A. Comedy Club was through my own separate. I don't even remember how me and Matt started chatting or what got us together. Um, but then... When I met you, that's when you had the Rio. Yeah, when I was, uh, yeah. And people don't even give credit for that. Like, that the Rio show was supposed to be the Diaz Mackey. Like, that was me, supposed to be headlining, only me. Like, they wanted the billboards and all that. Now, at that time, I was so young in it, I didn't want that responsibility all the way. So I told Axton not to call it Diaz Mackey. Because they wanted to call it Diaz Mackey. Yeah. And, uh... And I love him, but T-Rex had just had his show over at the Palms called T-Rex and Friends. And I had not known of T-Rex at that time. Okay. And I lived by, you know, the reels right over there. So I would go by and be like, who the fuck is T-Rex? So who the fuck is his friends? You know what I mean? Not knowing it's Craig Robinson, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And all these actual, you know, Bill Burr and even T-Rex is great, not knowing that. But at the time, you know what I mean? So I was scared of that. Like people looking and saying, who the fuck is Diaz Mackey? Yeah. So, um... I opened it up and I thought of my experience with the LA Comedy Club, how that I hosted and met great comics like yourself and Shang and, and Tom Rhodes and all Shang. Yeah. That's who we're going to bring up on my podcast. He's, he's Shang. my brother too. I, and I apologize. I know that you guys got into it. <laughs> wouldn't thought thinking about it, but that's one of my big brothers as well. Uh, I'm not mad at Shang. Shang like mishandled that situation, but I'm not mad at Shang. <laughs> uh, you know, Shang was just annoying, but I know Shang to be annoying. You know, it's like, that's, <laughs> That's what I consider Shang to be even in the best days, you know, because he's so like, and got to yell and, and it's like, uh, I don't have time for all that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, we, we don't. But I get like it. That. I don't I don't care. I but, mean, like, uh, you know, I just I, of course, since you mentioned him and that was just like two months ago or whatever, of course, I had to be like, Shang, that's what we're doing. Yeah, we're bringing up Shang right now. All right. Cool. Dear. I see you. <laughs> I see yeah. you. Open up the Rio to uh, local Vegas comics who weren't touching casinos at that time at all. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And well, you like really like the way like that Bobby you did Stott's it for me shit. at that time, Bobby. Bobby Wayne Scott. That's another one. Uh, Damn it! What fox. are we doing? <laughs> that motherfucker though. Like you right. know, I like the worst part oh, about Bobby fuck. Wayne is if you remember him when he was honky, be cool. I'm one of the first people to tell him to change his fucking name, and then when he finally changed it, Jay Reed. Thank you. Like you stupid motherfucker. I'm the one that put you in the room. Was like, bro, you can't be fucking honky, be cool, and this fucking. This is a regular show. Yeah, well, see, with those two, because they were so hard against you, Bobby Wayne and his girl, Crystal, you know, like, since they're, like, the... And he wasn't at first. He's such a stupid fuck. See, but that's the thing. Since they turned into that, and, like, you know, at first I was like, yeah, that's maybe what they really think. They really do believe that. But I've come to believe over time that they don't necessarily believe what they're saying because they've lied about me in so many words where it's like, yeah, that never happened. Like, right. you know, recently Crystal said that I had stolen her personal pictures and that I was um, trying to get a revenge porn charge. So basically I stole her personal pictures and I was 
like, you know, trying to peddle them in some way. And it's like, one, nobody wants to see you naked. And two, I don't think there's anybody that thinks I'm smart enough to hack into the cloud and get your pictures. Because that would be the only way you could get somebody's personal pictures would be to somehow hack their phone. These people are so, I'm so detached from all that bullshit i get it and i get why but uh, you know like the thing is i think a lot of people on the las vegas comedy scene see them as this well-intentioned couple when like that's one thing that i do want a couple of morals that's supposed to be swingers and and she's taking advantage of this dumb country fuck so he can take care of her fucking kids (laughs) well there you go that's I wouldn't I wouldn't argue any of that. <laughs> I speak the truth. Yeah, well, you know, some people do that. <laughs> some, some people do that. Not everybody, but some people do. And so, um, you know, and so my thing is like whether or not there's that discrepancy between, you know, like when I said the part about like, you know, the butthole, (laughs) whether or not there's a discrepancy, there was never a part of me that thought you were a rapist and there's never a part of me that's told anybody that. I am not upset. My grandma, my mom is a rape baby, uh, putting that out there. I have a, I'm the father of a 19 year old daughter you know what i mean yeah and that was one of the crazy conversations too that uh like nobody realized it had to go on was you know that whole ordeal me dealing with my children mm-hmm. you know what i mean my son asking my ex-wife uh mom do you think he did it and her turning to him and being like fuck no like one your dad is way too arrogant to ever rape a bitch you know what i yeah. mean because he'll put a chick out first and i'm mm-hmm. like yeah you get me you know what i mean there's no fucking way it's- yeah well that's what i think a lot of people don't get especially when it comes to me because like yeah there's what i believe you know what i mean there's there's what i believe which is that from the beginning i've never thought you were a rapist so there's that but then there's also a bigger part of me that's like let this play out in the legal system the way that it plays out because whatever i believe i'm not a lawyer right and And that was my thing with a a lot of uh, the comics like even and i hate mentioning some of these dumb fucks names because it's giving them way too much uh, credence and credibility. Uh, but, like, dumb fuck uh, Gooch. Uh, I expected him to uh, try to be distance or middle ground because of his career. Yeah. You know what I mean? But for him to try to be gatekeeper and the, the, the cocksucker that he's been towards me, he's the only one that hurt me. Because I felt like out of, all, out of everybody in the scene, like, he was the one that should have known me the most. You know what I mean? And been like, there's no way the Diaz Mackey that I know. I don't think Gooch. I don't think Gooch realizes though that a lot of people have used his name and the term gatekeeper in the same sentence a lot uh, recently. You know, a lot of people are getting tired of him trying to take that position because he's not that good of a comic. That's one thing, and he's proven himself to not be that good of a person either. So you can't be a gatekeeper if that's what you are. (laughs) You know, that's not the way it works. And that's where we'll uh, get into our beef. And I honestly, I still. I've gotten to the point now, like, because eventually he's going to have to apologize or at least admit that he's been fucking wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? Or not, and just suffer the fucking consequences. Like, now it's like kind of a... It, before it would have been a huge embrace, you know what I mean? Like, no worries, bro. Like, fuck it. You know what I mean? But now mm-hmm. it's kind of like, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like, just... My only thing is, when you see me be a fucking professional, like, we don't have to like each other to work with each other. We don't have to like each other to be in the same venue or all that stuff like that. Like, I've booked people that I didn't get along with for the sake of a good show. Yeah. I've been on 
shows where we've had to hand each other the mic and you be professional and have a good set and give it, you give them a grand old introduction. You don't be a dick. Be a fucking professional. That's all I say. Well, you that's know? what it is. Like, there's behind the scenes and then there's what happens on stage. Yeah. And people forget that. Like, you know, I've had people try to do that with me, especially recently because of some of the stuff that I've had happen, you know, where they're like, you know, well, I don't want to work with him and I don't want to be. Okay, cool. Then don't be on the right. show. It, like, exactly. you don't make and it I've so that I can't be on the show. Work. Like, even to this day, I've never emailed or messaged anyone and said, don't book fucking Shauna mm-hmm. or cut somebody off because they booked Shauna. You know what I mean? Yeah. To this day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for them to try to cancel my work and all that stuff like that, I'm like, fuck you. Because you, one, you're not just affecting me. You've affected my family. Okay. But give me a second because it's kind of rumor time. Because I heard a rumor and I want you to, like, let me know what the real story is on it. Because right. you hear rumors all the time. Uh, and then there's one thing that I have to ask you about that, uh, you know, like, again, kind of on the rumor tip. Uh, one, I heard you had married your probation officer. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not even legal. Okay. <laughs> well, then who'd you marry at the L.A. Comedy Club we, between uh, shows? I married, she ended up being a therapist. She was not my therapist. She just ended up being a therapist. We met at a comedy show. Okay. We hit it off. Uh, my personality, and at that time, you know, trying to be good and all that stuff like that. Um, I grew up in church. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people say, oh, he's a player and stuff like that. Like, I'm honestly not. I'm very relationshipy. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. very. And, uh, we were dating and we weren't having sex and got to the point where we wanted to have sex because, you know, I was respecting her Christianity. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I wanted to, she wanted to, and say, hey, let's get married. And we got married. Okay, so you know she I mean? wasn't so, a probation officer. No, she wasn't. She was just a woman that I met that we hit off from dating and we got married. We never made it legal, but we got married at LA Comedy Club, but, you know. Okay, on on the the other rumor tip that I was talking about, there was my probation officer. I never heard that. That's funny. I heard that. <laughs> I'm not saying you did. I, I heard it. I'm just saying it's uh, funny I'm to hear this to you stuff. With my yeah, it's just funny to me to hear this stuff because it's so much said about me. Yeah, I, and while I've got outside you outside of Ty, and probably even more than Ty, I might be the only comic that can challenge Ty, especially in Las Vegas. I am the most talked about. <laughs> the most thought about. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a newcomer to being the most talked yeah. about. So yeah. you definitely hold the crown. I wouldn't <laughs> try to say like you know I, people talk about me more than Diaz Mackey. No, Diaz Mackey walks in the room. I breathe a sigh of relief because I know. Concentrate on that motherfucker. <laughs> hey, everybody, did you see Diaz? <laughs> you know? That's why I've been so grateful for your bullshit lately, because I was like, oh, Ty's taking some heat off of me. <laughs> I'm your relief. You know, it's like it's like a shift change. You know, it's like, oh, all right. <laughs> Diaz does the same to me. He throws me to the wolves. But he's like, did you guys see Ty's here? What did you get mad at me for? <laughs> I get to be the good guy now. Yeah, but, you know, uh, <laughs> the other thing was um, there's always been this story about where you stole a big bottle of conditioner from some. Yeah, I heard that, too. And I was like, what? Like, uh, And then I was on the. So someone said that, uh, I guess the story is uh, Tony Valley. Uh, we were on tour. Uh, my tour, he uh, put it together. But, you know, I was the headline and all that. And uh, while I stopped at his house. I stole the bottle of conditioner, but was sharing it with him. Like, uh, if I was to steal something from you, why would I use it with you, right? Like, I would hide it. 
Yeah, because it was. They <laughs> said it was the big it, it, bottle of conditioner yeah. because his wife was. Uh, uh, she's a hairstylist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. It never made sense to me. Yeah, so I heard that. But see, this, they, I guess we fell out over it. I guess that was the thing over that. But but this uh, is that the, was his excuse. Now, really, what happened in that situation? And I'll put it out there because uh, fuck it. Uh, this dumb fuck uh, smoked in his hotel room in Mobile, Alabama. We're doing bonkers, and he got charged with the fucking hotel fee. And if uh, anybody's ever worked for Bonkers and Joe Sanfilippo, uh, they, they know that uh, Joe pays that week after. Uh huh. Right. So Tony's hitting me up, asking me where his check is. And I'm like, they said they sent it. And uh, he's like, well, I haven't got anything. And I'm like, oh, well, uh, I just hit him up. And uh, you had smoke fees, and they took that fucking shit out of your pay. You know what I mean? Like, that's not on, you called them. That's not on me. So he he left pissed off, you know what I mean, upset. But at the same time, I was like, that was the first time you've ever worked the road. You did make some money, you know what I mean? You just fucked up. Uh, that shit. The most so. shocking part about that story is you can't smoke cigarettes in a hotel room in Mobile, Alabama. It was a very <laughs> classy, uh, upscale, like five-star hotel, though. Like, yeah. Like, it was one of those where I shouldn't have been Bonkers allowed to stay in putting there. putting you in five-star hotels? Yeah. It was one of those hotels where I was like, that nigga's staying here? You I know what I mean? I talked like, to Joe yeah. Sanfilippo. Yeah. He yeah. had a, it was funny, though, because the comedy club that he had there was inside a sandwich shop. <laughs> All right. You know, that's see. I <laughs> had knew a great the, show. So, I knew there was the catch. Yeah. I knew there was. Five star hotel catch. inside the their rug. fucking Capriotis, basically. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I do like the Capistrano, though. Isn't that or the, the Capistrami? That's Capistrano, what I like. Yeah. yeah, there. That's their pastrami sandwich. Oh, I had the Capistrami and I fell in love. Oh, I haven't had one for a couple one months, but I now thanks for reminding me. I'm going to be fat. Yeah, we might have to go get one. Yeah. Um but yeah, okay. So that's the way that that went down. Yeah. And and So if I did take the bottle of conditioner, I apologize. I, I don't recall. It was a big <laughs> bottle from what I heard. So he I, I, knew he took that bottle of conditioner. You let's just I... say Diaz took the bottle of conditioner. Yeah, we'll say it. We'll say for good measure. I took yeah, the bottle of conditioner. Just, let's just give one up you know I what i mean we already i apologize okay well see this hair doesn't condition itself it sure doesn't <laughs> it sure in the fuck doesn't this hair needs a little help maybe if you have some of that conditioner left over <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> bring it by <laughs> i'll thank tony valley personally <laughs> but yeah no okay so what seemed to happen to me though like to kind of sum it up as far as me an outsider goes you know because we're friends and like for anybody that thinks like I ditched Diaz when all this happened, it was well into all of this going on. It was on. after, and he ditched me over something completely different from my shit. It was kind of tied in, but it was something. Different. Yeah, so it wasn't <laughs> like I'm that friend because my thing is I don't give a fuck if anybody else likes you or not. If I like you, if you're cool to me, if I don't believe what's being said, then I'm going to stay your friend, and that's just where I'm at. But like what uh, was what the thing seems to be to me is that people had other reasons for not liking you. Yeah. And then once that happened, that turned into an excuse to have the witch hunt that they wanted to have all along, which is kind of similar with what happened with me, except for people were better at masking it. You know, like with me, people were acting very friendly to my face. Right. And then afterwards, it got kind of like, oh, you've been feeling this way. This well, isn't a new. Well, that's how it was with me for years. You know what I mean? And you always knew. That's why I've always kept them pretty much, you know what I mean? But you come around, oh, Diaz is here. You know what I mean? Can you do this? And can you do that? And then, you know, that shit. And. And that's one of the reasons that I, I am grateful 
for what happened mm-hmm. is because it definitely cut the grass. It revealed the snakes like Gooch. I did, I did, took a bullet for Gooch. Do you know what I mean? And did a lot of stuff. But I know that my star and my ceiling is way bigger than any of them fucks. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same here. But like, you know, if you're if you're good at what you do here in Las Vegas, they'll hate on you. And yeah. that's the thing. Like when you after a while, if uh, if you're not good and you're capitulated and they can't leech on to you, if they can leech on to you, then they'll, you know, kiss up to you and all that stuff like that. Yeah. But if you're good, but they can't attach to you because you just, you know what I mean? A little bit. Then yeah, they'll find that reason as soon as they can. And that's the thing, like when you said that you knew that a lot of them were being fake, so did I. So they're not even good at yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like the ones that turn on me. But I will tell you that we're the same on that. When it came to Gooch, even though me and Gooch have disagreed on certain things and we had an uncomfortable conversation in a green room at one point where he was like insisting that white people should be able to say the N word or and you know what I mean? And I told him I wasn't comfortable with that and then he said the N word and that like, you know, for me that kind of soured me on him a little bit you know just because it's like if i don't want to hear that that's kind of crazy for somebody who's supposed to be the police (laughs) yeah well exactly but you know and he hates racism you know it's like uh, yeah i hate racist that's what it is i always say racism on the accident but it's i hate racist but uh, when when you're that guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was surprising. But then also, even though, because I can have Stupid disagree- Town, too, by the way, is a, is a stupid name for a fucking comedy Well, show. if you see it, <laughs> he had Matt Markman headline it. So, you know, like, just spell like stupid Matt. the right way. Uh, Matt is a bitch. Uh, <laughs> he really is. Legit bitch. But uh, anyway, you're also friends with Jimmy Kimmel's sister, which it was the... I don't know where that friendship is. I... Jill was the one, honestly. Uh, Jill sister. and Matt. Jimmy honestly, Kimmel's sister. You're be- being very rude right now. She Jill likes and to Matt be known. Are honestly, the ones that originally let me know, but Shauna had accused me of. Uh, those were the ones yeah. uh, that let me know. Well, uh, just to be Jill clear. Jill aren't friends on Facebook anymore. I don't know. Uh, probably because, you know, I tend to lean a little bit right in my politics. Maybe that was the reason. I don't know. But when we you saw each other. You keep calling her that name, but it's Jimmy Kimmel's sister. That's what she likes to be known as. She uh, had no. When I met her, she was not even using the last name. I. That's when I met her too. Back when she was cool. When she was Jill Bryan. Jill Bryan. I was friends with Jimmy Kimmel's sister. I'm not. You know, Jimmy Kimmel's sister. I have no interest in being around. Jill Bryan was a cool fat chick. You know, that's what Jill Bryan was. She was cool. <laughs> she was fat. She was. Hopefully, you guys can smooth this out. I don't know. I. I try not to get into that but well you know when like for me uh when it comes to jimmy kimmel's sister the real problem with that is that she's lied about me now and that's something that unless she's willing to fully admit because gooch was also there that's what disappointed me in gooch and like i feel the same way you do about gooch in that way that i expected better from him because with Gooch, he was there when I got into it with Jimmy Kimmel's sister. I did tell her that if she was a dude, somebody would have hit her by now. I literally said that. But I did not threaten to hit her, which is something different. Right, and then her, sarcastically saying. If yeah, and then her being somebody. a Karen, she got like, he just threatened to hit me. He just, and everybody around, because, you know, there were a lot of people around us. It happened at the little table in front of the Strat, or in front of the LA Comedy Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it happened right there at that high top that they have sitting in front for yeah. selling merch and stuff. So, it, like, everybody around her, because, you know, we were yelling at each other. It wasn't like a 
private conversation or a quiet conversation. We were yelling at each other. So when I said that about, you know, like if you're a dude, somebody would have hit you by now. Everybody witnessed that. And then they saw her going, he just hit, said he was going to hit me. He just threatened to hit me. And people were just looking at her like, is this chick crazy right now? Because that's not what he said. <laughs> and so nobody reacted like, you know, like if a yeah. dude threatened, you know, if a dude threatens right. to hit a woman. They've been like, what the fuck? You know, people will start getting in front and, you know, pull like they would not allow that. And so people that's when a lot of people like kind of tuned out from the conversation because it looked legit psychotic. You know, people were just like, what is happening right now? Like, that's not. And, you know, and so I continued talking shit, you know, because I was like, bitch, nobody said they were going to hit you. Shut up. You know what I mean? And that's my attitude about it. Now, people could say if I, I was lying, if I was the kind of person that was like, that's not what was said. Nothing like that was said. No, I told you what was said. And I told you that afterwards I said, bitch, shut up. So clearly I'm not apologetic about what I said, but I'm not taking credit for something that I didn't say. And for me in this day and age, that's what a lot of the racism has transferred to, in my opinion. So with the person like Jill Kimmel, I don't forgive her because she pretends to be this, uh, you know, kind of, again, another moral compass. She pretends to be that online. And then you're doing something that you know is a well-established trope in this country, which is the brown man is always the scary one. So you're trying to make people think that I threatened to hit you. To me, that's more racist than actually saying something racist. Right. Yeah. You know, so I can definitely understand that. Yeah. So I don't I I would forgive her if she ever came to me, but she'll never be. And I'll tell you this about Jimmy Kimmel's sister. Um, she'll never <laughs> hilarious that you keep referring to it. That's what she is. So uh, Jimmy Kimmel's sister will never fully own up to what she really is. Like with me, I admit in the past I've said the N-word. I'm from Arizona. I've said it in every context you can say it. The cool way, the not cool way, the racist way. I was a kid in Arizona. So And you're Mexican. Yeah, and <laughs> Thank you very much. You know what I mean? Like, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. You to be called niggas by Mexicans? <laughs> and I want to argue again, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? But also, for me, growing past that shit is like actually taking ownership and saying, yes, I have done this. This is my history. Have I moved on now? Yes. Have I evolved past that? Yes. Do I see the flaw in my thinking back then? And like in some cases, it wasn't even about a flaw in my thinking. It was about not thinking and just being raised around people that talk that way, you know? And then like with you, I felt like our friendship couldn't really go forward if I didn't tell you what it was I said about you that people might say is talking shit. Because to me, that's a part of owning it. We're both men. We're having a conversation face to face right now why would I not say a, a, to you what I said about you which is very similar to what I said to you through text right. you know what I mean and what I'm saying now you know and like yeah maybe I didn't hear right or maybe you know like memories get whatever happens you know I have a shitty memory and I admit that so you know like whatever happened I feel like everything you've told me right now has been the truth and I feel like I've gotten the story from you and I feel like that's all you can do you know, and I hope a lot of people do actually watch this and actually see what it is I see in you and why it is I'm friends with you and why it is this never had anything to do with why we weren't friends technically, right. you know. And even then, like with you, I always felt like, yeah, Diaz is because, you know, if people would ask me and I'd be like, Diaz is getting on my nerves right now. <laughs> so we don't talk. But that's the way I always felt about it. Like, uh, like almost like a family member because we've known each other yeah, for. Yeah. And people don't know, like me and you have actually been really close since we met. Our birthdays are two days apart. 
we and we've done the road together you know yeah. not in the same car but like ended up in the same yep. like in oregon and stuff like that yeah. and so you know for me i feel like you know we're good enough friends that yeah you get on my nerves at that point you got on my nerves but like in my head it's like i'm not going to talk a bunch of shit about diaz because i know that eventually we're going to be friends again like you know it's not that for me it's not that deep with a lot of these mm. people even gooch is at the point with me where like you know if he were to come to me and sincerely apologize for not standing up because all he had to do was stand up and say um that yes he knew that that was my joke you know because like that's something he admitted to when it came to the tricks situation which i know you're friends with tricks and like with tricks even i'm not mad to the point where he can still apologize one day when he evolves to that point i'll be open to it you know yeah, and that friendship is crazy to me because I, I watch him shout out. Uh, he does his Vegas B shout outs, and uh, I, I notice my name is always left out. And that's that politics bullshit. Like, I commented the other day, like, uh, one of the memes where it was just like, where I'm at, bro. You know what I mean? I'm supposed to be your first friend that yeah. you made when you came to Vegas, but I'm the one that you leave out because if you mention my name, it's going to get racy and all that. Like, I'm, I'm tired of that. Well, that's not, a, that's not a real thing. You know, him doing that isn't a real thing. It's a manipulation. That's one of the things that I don't respect about tricks. Mm. And, you know, I started to not respect that when we were still being friendly. I just was nice enough not to mention it. But, like, I got tired of him with that, you know, and he would include me on the shout out pretty much every time he did it. So it wasn't like a matter of that. But I just felt like I even had people that, you know, were comics that were coming to Vegas or here in Vegas that were like, I don't even know him like that. And he has me on the shout out list. And I was like, that's because he's trying to establish himself as all these people think I'm cool, too. So don't give me a hard time about any of the other stuff you heard about me. Like, that's why I'll get tired of people. That's the angle. I just I'll cut left off. I was like, because you know I'm that. a beast. I am one of the best Vegas comics. Period. Yeah. But look at the people he shouts out. Not all of them are beast. But he'll be oh, like, God. we got hitters yeah. here in Las Vegas. And it's like. Technically, you're not even a hitter. You're like when it comes to tricks, he's not a hitter. Like he's cool, but I mean, like he's a, a good performer. But a hitter writes their own material. A hitter fucking performs like shit that's a little bit more um, original than how far is the fucking strip. We all know the strip is a long fucking walk, and that's the oldest tourist joke in the world. <laughs> yeah, we are. And then a circus circus joke. Uh, you know, like me arguing with him about a Michael Jackson joke. I I mean, the fact that not only do you do a Michael Jackson joke, but you stole a Michael Jackson joke. Can we not be a little bit original, please? I mean, like, I even frown on myself for having a Michael Jackson I joke, but it's good. I have a Michael Jackson joke. Yeah, too. we all do. That's the point. Like, you don't steal one, though. You can always make a new one. Michael Jackson is evergreen. <laughs> he may be dead, but he's evergreen. But, you know, these people, like, because we were talking about Gooch, like, Gooch disappointed me because he could have stood up and been the upstanding person he pretends to be right then and just mm. said, yeah, that is Ty's joke, and yeah, I was there, I witnessed it. But instead, he chose to go radio silent. Then when it came to the... If he just um, went radio silent, I would have respected that much more than what he's been doing. Well, he threw you under the bus. With me, he went radio silent, you know, but he's probably throwing me under the bus on the sneak, like with Jimmy Kimmel's sister. You know, he knows good and goddamn well that I didn't say that I was going to hit her because he was standing right there. Him and Ron Jostle were both standing right there, and neither of them spoke up, like since it happened and said no ty didn't say that since then the regular story the real story has gotten out because i have a big mouth and people know i'll own what i say so like most people 
don't believe her. But there are still people pushing that story. And in both of those situations, Gooch could have stood up. Matt Markman, the reason I think Matt Markman is a bitch was because he wasn't even there when that situation happened. But he told L.A. Comedy Club on the Saturday night that he wasn't comfortable with me being there because I had threatened Jill Kimmel. Yeah, he wasn't there for it. Like, didn't even know what the story. I, I, I don't I get what's up with men. I'm not comfortable with so and so being. What the fuck is that? What does it fucking matter? That's what I'm saying. You know, like, it made no sense at all. So, with me, I just. <clears throat> those people have no standing with me. I don't like them. I don't care about them. I don't get where these comics are these days. Like, and they try to, or pushing to be like the greats of our old, like, you can't walk in the same room with the motherfuckers. You, these dudes are pussies now. Yeah, like, but the thing is, the people that are making the problems and the people that aren't comfortable, what, like, two things you have to remember that even if you like Matt Markman, he's not a real comic. You know, he's, he's a cool guy that does comedy at best. You know what I mean? Like, he's not... He was the host when I first started. So, you know, you always have that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. You know, but he's not a real comic. If you watch his stuff, it's not, you know, like he's never going to be like a Pryor-esque or even a Bill Burr or, a, you know, and that's like yeah, for me. He's like a, he's a, he's a comic uh, that could work, though, I would say. But yeah, a comedian, no. And see, and that's what I'm shooting for. Yeah, being a comedian. I want to be one too. of the greats. Yeah. I don't want to be one of these down here. You know, that's why I'm not kissing everybody's ass, because when you kiss ass, you end end up being that person so you know like for me all of this controversy right now is part of my legend so and that's why i've been braised here and that's one of the things like fuck it you know what i mean like you want me to be the bad guy i'll be the fucking bad guy you yeah know I mean? and like, well you know the thing is if you keep working on your shit and you just like let this die you know like and i know that now i do understand and the reason i understand see this is like my thing see i'll always find how i get unbothered um, but this is my thing. I, I kind of came down on you a little bit in this podcast about how, you know, like I didn't understand why you kept talking about it when you didn't want it to be like the focus. But then when I had these situations happen with me recently with Trix and Jill Kimmel, I got just a taste because it's not the same as being accused of what you were accused of. But I got just a taste of how it's like, no, I want to get my story out there because there's a lot of people telling it in a way that's not the truth. And so I right. want people to be able to hear this. Fortunately for me, though, I didn't have to tell it that many times because people were tuning into the podcast. And, right. some, and you can speak about it publicly where I couldn't. It was like, oh, I got you in private. Now I can say it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And some people would say like, you know, because every once in a while somebody would be like, not that many people listen to your podcast. It's like, you know, if I get like, say on this, you know, this podcast, this episode, two or three hundred people most of those people are localized in Las Vegas, and that's exactly who I want to see this podcast. Right. You know what I mean? You want the people that you know to see the things that you're talking about. Like, if I wanted to get a bigger audience, I would go worldwide news or talk about the George Floyd situation specifically and do a deep dive into that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that yeah. would get, like, the big, you know, the big viewers. But, like, for me, it's like there's certain things that are happening local that I think deserve to be talked about, and your story was definitely one of them. I was like, yeah, I definitely want to well, have this scene is on. definitely fucked and I honestly and I'm not being that dude but I guess I kind of am it'll be fucked until they come and, and, and reconcile with me you know what I mean because that's what makes it fucked and uncomfortable is them 
Well, when I walk in the room, rather than doing that, they went ahead and added me to the list. And so that is also going to fuck up the scene. Yeah. And that's why I don't mind that, you know, me and uh, me being friends with you and you are splitting the scene right now, because I think at the end of the day, people will end up understanding that when it comes down to it. A lot of this shit people are worried about, nobody should be worried about. And shouldn't what we, be. What we should all be worried about is doing stand-up. Like, with you, when people would go hard on that shit about you more recently, the way I always tell people is like, look, I'm not a lawyer. I was like, I'm Diaz's friend. So for me personally, I don't think he did what he was accused of. But either way, he's been charged. He went ahead and handled all of his responsibilities. So as far as I go, we're all out of it. Because and that's my thing is too now. It's like, and I was talking about one of the comedy clubs. I was like, bruh. I was like, even if everything is everything, I've served my time and done it. Like, let me move forward. Yeah. Let me work. Yeah. So is there anything else that you want to get out there before we wrap this up? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, recording my comedy special uh, here in Las Vegas at The Artisan, uh, May 20th. May 20th. Uncomfortably funny. Uncomfortably funny recording at The Artisan here in Las Vegas. Is there any uh, social media that you want people to follow you on? Uh, or follow me it? on Diaz Mackey on uh, Diaz Mackey. My uh, Instagram is Diaz Mackey, D-I-A-Z-M-A-C-K-I-E. Same thing on Snapchat, um, Facebook. I'll put all that down below in the description box too. So you got if you guys didn't get it right now, yeah, don't for worry that fan about page that. On Facebook, it's just Diaz Mackey Live. So you get those numbers up. Okay, so Facebook fan page is Diaz Mackey Live. Yep. Okay. You pull that link if it doesn't pop up automatic. Yeah, well, you know, um, I'm glad we got to talk and I appreciate yeah, you good. coming on to do it, you know, because like we could have had this conversation in private, but doing things in private isn't really my style. Hell, right. I've known you for years, and I know that. Yeah, I'm that's very public. One of the things I've loved about you. Thank but. you. Yeah, I, you know, that's the thing. Like, you know, like I said a minute ago, like, we are actual friends, and I don't think people get that when they, like, come to me, and they're, like, you know, talking the real shit, because, you know, I'll talk about any of my friends as far as, like, you know, this gets on my nerves or whatever, you know what I mean? Not ever in a shitty way, but I'll be very honest about that. And I expect that from my friends, too. Like, you were just honest when you said, you know, that you know I'm always public about everything. You know? <laughs> yeah. If I were to hear you had said that at a club and I wasn't around, I wouldn't be at all like Diaz with talking shit. I'd be like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's something we all know, you know? Like, if you're really my friend, you know I'm very public about everything. One of the things that uh, this whole experience still has definitely taught me is uh that difference between friends associates and family oh yeah and and uh honestly friends real friends are actually closer than both yeah you know what i mean because you can have family and not talk to them at all you know what i mean and then associates you just you know that's business yeah and you can't mix those and intake those and think you know all your associates are friends because that's where you get fucked off yeah well it's like they say you know you can't you can't choose your family and that's what makes friends closer, I think, yeah. in a lot of cases, is you can't choose your family. You're just stuck with them. But your friends, you can actually be selective about and be like, okay, this person actually will stand with me when I'm going through a hard time. Mm. Um, I will tell you that I do appreciate you coming on, like I said. I also do hope that you start to get the opportunities that you deserve because I do think you're well, funny. Coming, baby. Yeah, I do it. think you're funny. I do think you're talented. So, you know, I know that if you just continue working on everything you're working on on the professional level and maybe, you know, at some point let this shit die, you know, like um, 
this episode isn't going to help any though because I know people are going to see it and be yeah, like, right. but you know, also I, right. it is what it is. Also, I feel like it will help because at least you people get to well, hear yeah, you and, tell and it. And that's the crazy thing about it that I um, had to realize is that you know, two and a half years, it was someone telling, forming their narrative, mm-hmm. and me trying and bugging you guys trying to put mine out there, but. You know, there might be another year or whatever have you publicly now that I can actually speak of, you know, but to that, let it be done. Let it be over with and uh, move forward. Um, I hate that it's a part of the story, but at the same time, I'm uh, I've become appreciative and grateful for it because it's taking the cuffs off. Like before I was always, you know, I would cross that line and be a little edgy. But now it's uh, it's truly no fucks given because like, what can you do to me? Cancel me? Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I'm, already I'm gonna say and speak and do what the fuck I want to do now. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, thank you for allowing me to use you to get unbothered because I I had questions, so I appreciate you coming on unbothered. Everybody, this has been Ty Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. Stay unbothered.